What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Kenny. We're back with another conversations with Kenny. It is Monday, January 30th. We are on the road to WrestleMania. We just finished Royal Rumble on Saturday. And of course, we got a little bit of surprises. Not too many surprises that everyone in the IWC have thought that we were going to get. Obviously, a lot of people were thinking that Jay White was going to be a part of the Men's Royal Rumble. A lot of people also thought that Matt Cardona was going to be a part of the Men's Royal Rumble. We made so many different predictions throughout the week, the month leading into uh, the Royal Rumble. But WWE did not fail in giving us a great, amazing pay-per-view Way better than last year's Royal Rumble. When I spoke to a lot of people about the Royal Rumble, a lot of people said that it was way better than last year's Royal Rumble. I had to go play it back again today as I was getting ready for the show. And I said, you know what? I want to have that fresh um, take in my mind. So that's why like, I went back and watched it. And I'm up to the part now the Women's Royal Rumble had just finished what an impressive show by Rhea Ripley becoming the first competitor in the Women's Royal Rumble and then being the last uh, in the Women's Royal Rumble and going on to WrestleMania. Who she's going to pick, we have no clue. Maybe we might have uh, an indication tonight on Raw whether or not it's going to be Bianca Belair or we could see the rematch from the pandemic match that she had with um, Charlotte Flair for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Either way, your Smack, your Women's Royal Rumble match winner is Rhea Ripley, the leader of Judgment Day, as I always say. And um, let's get started. You know, when we first saw this, a lot of people were wondering whether or not Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens were going to be the start of the show. I even said it myself that Roman Reigns and 
um, Kevin Owens was going to kick off this show for the Royal Rumble, and that could lead into more of a storyline when it comes to the men's Royal Rumble. But nonetheless, they started off with the men's Royal Rumble. We didn't get a lot of surprises there. Um, Bobby Lashley looked at dominant in the Royal Rumble match. Of course, Brock Lesnar was looking dominant as well. I love the simple fact that as soon as Brock Lesnar came into the men's Royal Rumble match, he did exactly what Brock Lesnar does. He destroys everyone. I posted a pic, uh, a video of what Brock Lesnar did when he came into the men's Royal Rumble match. Absolutely destroyed everyone that was a part of this Rumble uh, leading in. And then sure enough, who is the next competitor coming in? None other than Bobby Lashley. Now we're going to continue the storyline between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. As you know, Brock Lesnar costing Bobby Lashley the United States Championship. Bobby Lashley still wants to get his hands on Brock Lesnar. What better way than to do it at WrestleMania next month? Well, man, I could say next month for the simple fact that we're like, what, one more day left of January. It pretty much is February. I give February a longer month because, but let's let's face it, February, they give us like the shortest month. We get Black History Month and all this stuff that goes on from there. But anyway, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, of course. Of course, they're going to continue this storyline. Do we want to see this at WrestleMania? I know I definitely do. This is something that we definitely need to uh, to have in place. Try and end this whole entire rivalry between these two. Um, but man, what an impressive showing by Gunther coming in at number one, lasting all the way to the end. He had my heart beating there for a little bit because I did have Cody Rhodes coming in and winning the Men's Royal Rumble. There were so many times that uh, Gunther and Cody were going back and forth at the end, and, uh, and it made you believe that, hey, you know what? Gunther could probably come out and be the victor on this. There was a lot of people that were saying, like, you know, Cody's going to win. WWE can definitely shake things up at a moment's notice and change stuff around. But at the end, Cody Rhodes came out at number 30, had an impressive showing for the time that he was in there going up against uh, Dominic, Seth Rollins, Gunther, and other people that were still left in there. I wasn't happy with the last three competitors in the ring um, just because, like, Logan Paul is a good um, entertainer, but to have him at the last three, that reminded me of the way when we had Bad Bunny being one of the last four competitors in last year's Royal Rumble. Now, not comparing Logan Paul to Bad Bunny because those like apples and oranges, because one's better than the other. But to at least have Logan Paul in this um, could possibly shape up that we can see Logan Paul in another uh, match. I've said it time and time again. I really think Logan Paul should just be kept for these big pay-per-view um, shows like Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, you know what I mean? Or Survivor Series, if you want to put him in one of these matches. Um, and, you know, you leave him away for, like, say, like the other big matches that were, um, that go throughout the year. But uh, what what's next for Cody Rhodes is WrestleMania. This is going to be his second big WrestleMania match that he's going to have, obviously, last year when he came in and he fought Seth Rollins as the mystery opponent at WrestleMania. Now, Cody Rhodes is coming into this WrestleMania as the number one contender, but what title is he going to go for? There's been many rumors. 
speculating that Cody Rhodes might just go after the World Heavyweight Championship and leave the Universal Championship alone. Or he could go for both, depending on how WWE creative wants to go with this. I did love at the press conference when asked by um, by one of the reporters was, uh, I'm trying to remember her name. Oh, Diva Diva. Obviously, sorry about that, Issa, <laughs> a friend of the show. Um, Issa had asked Cody, like, you know, now that he's the number one contender, what does he plan on doing with Roman Reigns? And Cody came out and said that he's been very careful about speaking Roman's name because he knows he can't say that he's the best in the world, meaning that he can't say that himself, Cody Rhodes, is the best in the world. But he can say that uh, Roman Reigns is the best in the world because he is the undisputed champion. You can he even threw Seth Rollins' name in there. He talked about Gunther. Uh, a handful of times you talked about a lot of the other superstars in the uh, WWE um, current roster right now. But Cody Rhodes is that guy. Cody Rhodes is your number one contender going into WrestleMania. Now, there have been reports before I go into the comments because I'm seeing people on TikTok and I'm also seeing people on the comments here in the live stream um, that have like their many opinions. So we'll go off of that is that. Roman Reigns could, in fact, wrestle both nights. He, we could see Roman Reigns wrestle night one and night two. The rumor is night one will be Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. And then there is night two where Cody Rhodes is going to take on Roman Reigns for the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, if this happens, I wouldn't be mad because guess what? The way they're building Sami Zayn, and we'll get into why um, Sami Zayn could take on Roman Reigns at WrestleMania is if you think back to Kofi Mania, right? Elimination Chamber, how Kofi Mania started, everybody should remember this, is that Kofi Mania started when Mustafa Ali, well, Mustafa Ali, got hurt. He was supposed to be in the Elimination Chamber, and who takes his place? Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston not only showed us that he deserves to be WWE champion, but this is how everyone started going behind Kofi Kingston and saying that, hey, he needs to be in the main event at WrestleMania. If WWE continues to push Sami Zayn, I guarantee you we are going to get the same results. If we don't see Kofi Kingston going in there and, and I'm Kofi Kingston, if we don't see Sami Zayn going in there and getting a WWE title shot or a universal title shot, the, the IWC, I can guarantee you, is going to turn on Roman. We already seen it on Saturday when at the end of the Kevin Owens-Roman Reigns match, we've seen how they started to handcuff um, Kevin Owens. They destroyed Kevin Owens in this match, and Sami Zayn looked like a helpless puppy, didn't know what he was going to do. Um, and then at the end, we seen that he turned on Roman Reigns and hit him with a chair and everyone from the bloodline, except for Jay Uso, which we'll get into that a little bit in a few minutes, destroyed Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. But we'll get into more of those matches. So Cody Rhodes, your uh, number one contender for the either Universal or WWE Championship or even both and becoming undisputed champion. The next match 
that we had on here. But I said that before we get into the next match, let's get into the comments here. We got Chris from the Denmark said, uh, I would love to see Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes get and get a night. Um, Johnny says pro 100% guaranteed. I guess he's uh, commenting on something that pro said. Uh, we talked about this the other day. Sammy feeling very Daniel Bryan 2014 and Kofi Kingston 2019. That came from uh, Chris from the Dunmarks. We have people over here on TikTok as well. I want to get into the comments of the people over on TikTok. What is going on, everybody? That 316 in the house is going on. One of the uh, the guys that I, I, I work with on a normal basis, Gunther. Uh, is the best professional wrestler in the world. He doesn't have any match below great. That is, you know what? As one drip century, I've been following him um, for quite some time when uh, he was a part of Evolved and he was a part of um, NXT UK. Um, he has been a freaking monster ever since stepping into the wrestling world. And the, the showing that Gunther had at the Royal Rumble uh, men's match just proves even more that this guy is going to be a top guy. I can see Gunther and Cody Rhodes um, going for the championship, whether it'll be at SummerSlam, which will be great to have. Let's give Cody a little bit of time to hold on to this title before we start throwing out big names that we obviously know either he's going to lose the title to and have a good feud, or he's going to continue to keep his title and have a good feud. Nonetheless, I think, um, Imperium versus, you know, going up against Cody in a storyline will be great. Dad316 saying, yo, what is going on, my good sir? Um, but yeah, wow. I, but you know what? Men's Royal Rumble match, way better than last year's, structure-wise. Um, felt bad for Kofi Kingston. It looks like he tried to do a move where he was going to save himself. But again, for the second year in a row, Kofi kind of messed up. Um, his uh, big finish for the Royal Rumble. Uh, didn't see too many surprises. Booker T coming in to the men's Royal Rumble, but as fast as he came in, the faster he came out. Um, I thought we was going to see maybe a little bit more legends in the men's Royal Rumble match. I thought we was going to see, excuse me, I thought we was going to see um, a comeback from someone in the men's Royal Rumble match, but we uh, we didn't get that. We just got Cody Rhodes. We got Booker T. Um, we got a really great showing from everyone else that was a part of the men's Royal Rumble match. Johnny Gargano had a really good um, showing in the men's Royal Rumble match. Uh, who else had? Oh, Edge came back. I can we can say that. So that's going to continue the storyline between Edge and uh, Finn Balor. There was no Rey Mysterio. Now, Rey Mysterio came in at number 17. His music played, and then he never came out. They continued on with the match. A few minutes later. Countdown comes down again. Who do we see? Dominic Mysterio. So we kind of figured now Dominic took out Rey Mysterio. Um, a lot of people were uh, speculating that this could lead into a match between Dominic and Rey Mysterio. I hope so for the simple fact that we just need to end this already. I think the Dominic and Rey Mysterio storyline uh, has run its course. I think it's time that we finally get that, uh, that dad tough love feeling from Ray and we get Dominic versus Ray Mysterio at WrestleMania. It's going to paint itself into a great picture when it comes to storytelling. It's Hollywood. You want to get that movie style match in there and what better way than to have Ray Mysterio put the beating on his son that we've all wanted to see. 
Hopefully, Judgment Day is not ringside for this one, and it's just a one-on-one match, and we can finally get something um, out of this. Uh, jumped on here instead. Oh man, thank you so much. Everybody's jumping on here. Yeah, if you guys are a part of, if you guys are watching me now on TikTok, and you guys want to see more or have more interactions, by all means, jump on over to YouTube. Let's get the conversation going. But I keep it on TikTok because I know other people on TikTok watch it as well. Uh, Fat Mac, thanks a lot coming in. Uh, Pro says, "Oh my God, not the storytelling. The storytelling means nothing if the wrestlers suck." Listen. I've seen plenty of movies that the acting from certain people were horrible, but the rest of the cast was great. You can still have a great match, even though one person sucks. I've seen it done. It's been done time and time again. Okay. It's, is it going to be a five-star match? No. It's going to be a good match, but is it going to be good storytelling? Yeah, because guess what? Rey Mysterio is a good actor. He can act. Now, can Dominic? No, we've we've all said it time and time again. Dominic is horrible. He, you know, and it was funny because Corey Graves made um, it was out of Pat McAfee. Or Corey Graves made. No, it was Pat McAfee because he was going up against uh, Dominic was when he said, like, Johnny Gargano looked like he was bigger than uh, Dominic Mysterio. So you look at that, you're like, man, you're absolutely right, because you kind of looked at it, and you're like, eh, it's true, you know? But um, let's see what happens. You never know. Uh, we got some more comments here. Uh, Chris from the Dunlops, pro anti-storytelling. Yeah, that is true. Pro is anti-storytelling. He's more of the... Um, of the, of the hard hitting action rather than storytelling. I love a good storytelling. It's it's good. It's good for the. It's good for everyone else. Uh, Johnny says, "Why are people always hating on Dominic? I think he's amazing." Um, let's face it, Johnny. A lot of the time, Dominic Mysterio is is doesn't hit it out the park. I think I've seen only Dominic do, um, like two things so far that he's been in WWE that I like. I really enjoyed right. And that was when, like, he got arrested in front of his house. Like, the funniest line was, I wouldn't make it in jail. Call Priest, call Finn. Like, I thought that was funny. I thought, it's, you know, a little bit of acting. I thought that was cool. Uh, oh, Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. What's going on? Pro wrestling is about storytelling. Of course, you see, I'm not the only one. Wrestling is all about storytelling. You need to tell a story first before you can do anything. I don't want to put two guys in a ring, and I'm kind of wondering why they're in the ring, unless they, like, really going to sit there and entertain me. But if you give me a good story and you kind of wonder why this guy is laying into the next guy over and over and over again, it kind of makes sense. It really does. Uh, his 609 is the same speed as the ch <laughs> as a chicken on a rotisserie. That is completely true. Uh, Dominic really does need to work on his uh, uh, 619s. But what's going on to the uh, the guys over at the uh, Clark Street Wrestling Podcast? Uh, if you haven't checked out those guys, they uh, they do uh, live reactions all the time. Great, great group of guys, and they also acknowledge Roman Reigns um, as being the uh, tribal chief, as we all do here in um, the WWE world. You know, I get called a WWE mark on many occasions, and I wear it proudly because guess what? I am a WWE Shield. I've been a WWE fan my whole entire life. Now, do I only watch WWE? No, I don't. But, you know, for the most part, you know, that's that's what I get called. And it's cool. 
Um, moving on, we got the first ever uh, Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. Now, the storytelling of this has not been the best. I, you know, we a lot of people in the beginning all said the same thing where there was just like, you know, we need to get to the point when it comes to Bray Wyatt and uh, Wyatt six, uh, we kept getting like all these um, encrypted codes about stuff. And then finally we get Bray Wyatt to come out, but then it was just more long term storytelling when it came to this. And then a lot of people were just like, why is LA Knight the guy to be um, Bray Wyatt's first opponent in a WWE ring back after he's been gone for so long. But then you see LA Knight and LA Knight's promos promos each and every week were hitting. I don't know about anybody else, but I really enjoyed um, the work that LA Knight did when it came to this feud with him and Bray Wyatt. Now, so now everyone was kind of wondering, like, how is this match going to look um, since this is the first time we've ever gotten a pitch black match? And then when everything kind of just went dark and we had the luminescence of the lights shining on the ring, LA Knight's gear was glowing, um, the face paint on Bray Wyatt and everything came together. It all made sense. The story came together. See what I'm saying? See how I went there, pro? The story came together where we kind of see now what the um what a pitch black match was going to be. You know what I mean? And I got to say I was really impressed with this match. You know, um it wasn't something that dragged for a long period of time. Bray Wyatt looked as strong in this match. LA Knight was making a really great showing in this match. I was glad that um, they decided to go this creative route. Now, Pro goes and says, story made Uncle Howdy miss by a mile. That is true because at the end, you've seen when um, Bray Wyatt, um, you know, had the victory and they came out and they started to attack um, LA Knight. There was a, a part where he put him up on a stage to finish him off. And Uncle Howdy was on the top scaffolding. We looked down and it didn't look, I, and I was talking to Toe about it because I was with Toe and, and, and Gigi and the rest of the knuckleheads on, on Saturday. And I said, you know what? Is he going to jump off of this? Because it doesn't look like, like he's going to hit LA night. It looks like he's going to probably land into something. And sure enough, you know, he 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 kind of he definitely missed a mile when he went to go jump off and land on LA Knight, where it looked like he kind of landed ahead of LA Knight. Um, and then like a ring of fire bursted into the air, and it looked like you know, Uncle Howdy like you know left. Um, we had the puppets on the top of the scaffolding coming to life. So that kind of just gives you more of an indication that um there's there's more to come. I want to see what's gonna happen on Friday. With Bray Wyatt for the simple fact that, like, hey, um, Bray Wyatt is an exclusive superstar to um, SmackDown. So we have to wait a whole entire week to find out more or less of what's going to happen with that. But we do have Alexa Bliss that um, is also a part of the Raw uh, 
Remnant's roster. And we're kind of wondering what's going to happen there because she took on Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Obviously, Bianca Belair looking strong, continuing being your Raw Women's Champion. But let's let's break down a little bit of the Raw Women's Championship match. Bianca Belair going in there as champion against Alexa Bliss. A lot of people were wondering whether or not that was this going to be um, Alexa Bliss's time. Was she going to be the one to dethrone um, Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship? Was Uncle Howdy going to get involved? Will we see a reunion between um, Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt since both matches kind of went back to back with each other? Um, We didn't get to see that at all. Uh, We did get to see Alexa Bliss maybe turn a little bit more um, evil in this part, so you say. Uh, But once again, they made Bianca Belair look really strong in this um, in this match. So I'm kind of wondering what is next for Bianca Belair uh, going into the new year, going into Elimination Chamber. Obviously, for Elimination Chamber, we're going to have another number one contenders match since Rhea Ripley won the uh, Women's Royal Rumble, which we'll get into that. Um, But we all know with Elimination Chamber, they give us two matches to give another person another shot at the WWE um, titles, whether it's the Women's SmackDown or Raw Women's Championship or a shot at um, Roman Reigns, right? And that's why I said I think that uh, Sami Zayn is going to be that guy who is going to go into the Elimination Chamber and actually win. Um, going in, let's check out the comments here again. Lay is in the building. He said the match fell flat. He's talking about the uh, Bray Wyatt and LA Knight match. And now it was it was really good because I I've always spoken to Lay through uh you know through Zooms and stuff like that because you know we obviously we live in the same city but we haven't really uh, met each other face to face. First time meeting Lay on Saturday, uh, a really great experience. It was good to. Um, watch this pay-per-view with him for the simple fact that we both have our opinions when it comes to uh, certain matches. So, you know, uh, Lay expressed his opinion on a lot of the matches, obviously, here in the comments um, as well, saying that the Bray Wyatt and LA Knight match went flat. Um, I know on Saturday he said, you know, he felt the same way that that I felt when Logan Paul was one of the last three um, guys in the ring. It, it, It wasn't needed. I don't think that uh, he that he should have been one of the, the three people left in the ring when it comes to um, that match. Uh, Johnny says, hey, show his hey, show is in the building. What is going on? Show shows in the comments right now. Another he's my uh, one of my co-hosts on Monday nights as we uh, go over Monday Night Raw and we play a little bit of trivia. That's going to be at 730. So if you guys want to come back at 730 with your boy, we'll be here. Toe. Show myself, we make up the three man team that brings you Monday Night Raw each and every uh Monday. Um, when you dip the toe in the building, we testing out the waters. <laughs> that is toe once again in the building. We got some people over on uh on TikTok. I feel like the guys over the people over at TikTok, I I it's like I feel like you guys watch me, but I can't really comment too much uh for the simple fact that I'm so focused on the camera here. But if you guys jump on over to YouTube, just go to my page. Hit the link, jump on over. We're having a great time here. You, you know, I can see more of your messages. Uh, so it's great. So uh, Bianca isn't losing until WrestleMania. Maybe not even then. I, you know what? If you think about it, if Rhea Ripley, and we'll get into who could be um, Bianca Belair's next opponent, if Rhea Ripley does not face Bianca Belair, I could see Bianca Belair still holding uh, the Raw Women's Title. 
the bad thing about this is that I feel that they're going to give Bailey another shot. We're going to end up getting Bailey versus Bianca Belair once again um, for the Raw Women's Championship. Now, here's the thing. And I said this to Toe and I said this to Show and, and everybody else that was watching the um, the the pay-per-view was that, you know, how can, you know, Bailey be the leader of damage control and then the other two people have titles and Bailey doesn't. Every single time Bailey goes in for a title match, she comes out the loser. And it's just like, when is it going to be a time where you can take the belt off of Bianca Belair, put it on Bailey, so then she can look more dominant in the in the group? Because not not for nothing, you kind of think about it. It's like, why am I gonna why am I gonna follow your example if you are not holding a title? You know what I mean? It's it's like the way um, Toxic Attraction was. So like Toxic Attraction. You know, they all had titles at one point, you know, and they they, they looked at really dominant. So like now you think about it and you're like, OK, when is it going to be Bailey's turn? You know, when she came in with this faction and and she wanted to be dominant. And all we've seen Bailey do since coming back to WWE is lose. And it's been horrible. So now you kind of think about it and you say to yourself, like, what is next for Bailey? Is she going to actually win this title from um, from Bianca Belair or are we just going to see damage control move on? Is Bailey just going to be played in the cards or are we going to actually see Bailey as a raw women's champion? You know, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we have to wait and see, you know, how WWE is. They love to do uh, long story, long drawn out storytelling. And that could only mean one thing that we're going to get more of Bailey trying to chase that title and Bianca Bella whipping her ass. Um, Bailey doesn't need a title. She's too over as a heel. That is true. Bailey is over as a heel. But at some point. You have to give her something. You have to give her a title. You have to give her a reason why she's going to continue being on this heel. It's almost like those cartoons where, like, the you know, Wiley Coyote is is out there trying to get Roadrunner, but Roadrunner continues to outsmart him. How many times is Bianca? How many times is Bianca Belair going to outsmart Bailey? How many times are we going to see Bailey try to set these traps and fail every single time before it gets old and we start to get tired of Bailey? Yeah, she's a great talker on the mic. Yeah, she makes some really good um, catchphrases, but when it comes to the in-ring stuff, something has to give. It really does. Something really has to give when it comes to Bailey. I love Bailey, but she, goddamn, give her something. Let's go into the comments really quickly because I see the numbers on uh, YouTube actually going up. So I really appreciate you guys, you know, tapping in right now. We got like, you know, some good viewers. Can we give it up? You know, get the numbers up. If you guys are watching me on YouTube right now, please hit that like button. Those like buttons really do help. I actually seen the algorithm actually work for people. So let's go here. Um, oh, man, I missed a couple of things here. Uh, shows in the building. Bailey is telling a story that was came from pro. Uh, Johnny says nothing, nothing much. OK, he's talking to. Uh, to, to the guys, um, as far as storylines is concerned, uh, Lay obviously he loves the bloodline storylines. Uh, Toe 
talking barely we're still here and i'm all caught up there uh man what we have over here some wrestling talk of course james we have some wrestling talk we're over on youtube right now so if you want to swing on over and you want to talk a little bit more i can actually see your comments so if you leave a comment on tiktok it's kind of you know um back and forth type of thing um between this now there was something i remember um so I, I did a prediction show with the guys over at the Dumb Monks podcast on Friday for the little bit of time that I was there um, with Pro and and, um, and and some other people that were there. And one of the things that we said, and we'll get into it right now, is Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Now, Pro did make the assumption and said that the whole entire match was going to be Kevin Owens dominating against Roman Reigns and then Roman Reigns coming back with a couple of moves and becoming... Um, victorious over Kevin Owens. Now, looking at this match, and it's so funny because the match is going on right now, you know, both guys were going back and forth with each other. It wasn't just a match that was one-sided. It was something that um, both men showed their, um, you know, their their talents in the ring. I know some people said that Roman Reigns only has a few move sets that he, um, he shows out. Those move sets did come into play in this match, but so did Kevin Owens. Um, these guys went at it back and forth with each other. But I love the storytelling from Sami Zayn. I'm going to continue saying this over and over again. Obviously, the the uh, key word for today is storytelling, right? Because we're going to continue saying that. Uh, Miss Heel Liz is in the building over on TikTok. What's going on? I, I work with her as well on a couple of projects that we have here. I'm having a good day. I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're having a good day too, Heel Liz. I'm um, um, Hill Ziggler, you know, uh, Hill Ziggler. If you don't follow her on TikTok, please do so because uh, she is a great follow. She has amazing content. But uh, going back to uh, the Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns matches, get into the comments here. Uh, Cough Pro, uh, the barricade spot never gets old. I mean, but you think about it like this, Pro, the same way, and, you know, I don't want to get back and forth between, you know, uh, different promotions, but everyone does that. Everyone does either uh, a table spot, a barricade spot. It happens in every single promotion you go to. And even your favorite wrestlers to do those things because we've seen Jericho do it. We've seen Sammy Guevara do it. We've even seen CM Punk do it as well. Um, Pro is, uh, you know, he has his opinions on, on things. But nonetheless, this was a really good um, match. Now, there was something that I was, you know, me and um, Gigi kept looking at this match, and I said, you know, if you look at Sami Zayn's shirt, there was a little rip on the shirt. Now, my indication to that was, I was thinking that Sami has another shirt under there. He is going to turn on the bloodline, and he's going to have a Kevin Owens shirt underneath that. Um, that didn't happen. We'll get into um, what happened when it came to his shirt from there. But Roman Reigns um, beating Kevin Owens. And this is when the story continued on with um, with the bloodline. Right. Um, at this point, a beaten Kevin Owens gets handcuffed to the ropes. The Usos are attacking Roman Reigns. Solo Sequoia attacking um Kevin Owens, everyone was just beating on Kevin Owens time in and time again. And then what happens? Roman Reigns turns to Sami Zayn and tells Sami Zayn, finish the job. 
Now, I love the simple fact that if they, they did not put a mic on Roman Reigns. They only had the mic that was overhead on the, on the, uh, in the ring, and he just kept screaming at, at Sami Zayn. We love you. We love Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens doesn't love you. He doesn't care about you. And that kind of played into the emotions when it came to Sami Zayn, right? Because you're kind of thinking, like, this is my best friend. This is a guy who was in my wedding. This is a guy that have been up and down the roads with me often, you know, and it's just is it, it played into real life storytelling when it came to this stuff. Right. And, and now it's just like. Exactly what they said, they made you do stupid stuff for like and that was for the that was for the money. Right. Because they made Sammy and then you think about what the bloodline has done to Sami Zayn throughout this time and it's of course it's been some like some real like idiotic things that they've made him do as especially like you know you turn on your friends and, and stuff like that um but Sami Zayn hitting Kevin Owens I mean not Kevin Owens Roman Reigns with that chair reminded me of Seth Rollins hitting Roman Reigns when he broke up the shield it was shocking you had Jay Uso had the same face that John Moxley had when um, Seth Rollins turned on him, right? And Jimmy Uso didn't know what to do, right? So it was it was good, but the, the comment section is is a little popping here right now. We got to hold on a second. We got a new person coming in here. You know, we have to shout out new people that come in to the uh, into the stream right now. Uh, James Perry coming in from TikTok. What is going on, James? James is asking, when do I go live? So um, I go live on Mondays at two o'clock. And I also go live on Mondays at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time for Monday Night Raw with my man Toe who's in the building right now and show. And sometimes Lay, if he's not working, he'll jump in. Uh, Wednesdays, 2 o'clock. Thursdays at 2. Um, and again, on Thursdays at 9 o'clock, we're over with the guys over at the Knuckleheads podcast as well. So anytime, the best thing to, the best time that you would know that I go, I come on live, hit the follow button on YouTube. Hit the bell, hit the notification. That will tell you every single time your brother goes live and we can have more and more of these chats. There's going to be a lot more stuff coming into this new year. So, you know, stay tuned, continue supporting, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep moving on. But moving on, um, it was so surprising enough because we don't know exactly what's going on now with this story with the bloodline, right? Uh, Jay Uso leaves doesn't even attack Sami Zayn. Everyone from the bloodline looking at him and wondering what was he thinking? He just left the ring, put his head down. He looked like he wanted to cry. It was great acting from, um, from, from, from Jay Uso. Right. So like now, um, and then he sends that tweet out yesterday and just with the, just with his face down in the ring and he writes the caption I'm out. And he puts the little emoji of the blood sign. Right. So basically, a lot of people are speculating that Jay Uso is leaving the bloodline. Right. Not necessarily. Guess what? Because he's still tag team champions with his brother, Jimmy. Right. And they have to defend those titles eventually. So like now you sit there and you think about it. What is next for Jay Uso? Do we run back the Jay Uso Roman Reigns storyline? 
Is he getting tired of Roman Reigns? Pro says we vacate the titles. But you still have Solo Sequoia still a part of the bloodline. So he could go in and defend the tag team titles with Jimmy. We've seen it done between Jay and Sammy when uh, Jimmy got hurt when they were going up against Judgment Day. So that could happen. That could happen. We could see Solo Sequoia defend those tag team titles with Jimmy at some point um, this week or the following month. You never know. But let's see what happens. Hopefully we don't get um, we don't have to wait until Friday. They can give us a little something tonight on Raw and we can get a better understanding of what's going to happen between um, Jay Uso and the bloodline or even with Sami Zayn and the bloodline at this point. Are we going to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on Raw tonight? Are they going to um, hash it out and, and, and become friends again? Um, let's go into the comments real quick. Remember, Jay was the first one to fight back against Roman Reigns. That is true. That message came from Lay. Uh, Jay Uso was the first one to fight Roman Reigns because he did not like the things that he was doing. And then, you know, it was a little bit of that disrespect when, like, the only main reason why, you know, Jay Uso fell in line with Roman Reigns is because he didn't want to see Jimmy get hurt. Remember at Hell in a Cell when Jimmy was getting his head bashed in by Roman Reigns with a chair and they were going to continue on. And then um, Jimmy Jay had said, I quit. And he joined the bloodline. And this is how we started getting all these guys back in again. And that was the only main reason why Jay stuck around with the bloodline with, with, with Roman Reigns was, was actually for his brother. It wasn't really for Roman Reigns. This is why the Usos were still together in this, at this point. Oh, Tyson's in the building. What is going on? Tyson Tyson's joining all the fun right now. Show is still in the building. Johnny's still in the building. Everybody's sending comments right now. We're at 11 views right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at 12 views. Continue hitting that smash button. Hit the likes. Let's get those likes up. And we have people over on TikTok. If you guys are over on TikTok, like I said, jump, on in now let's go into the women's royal rumble match what an impressive show by rear ripley we're gonna end royal rumble um review show with this one rear ripley becoming number the going in at number one Liv morgan going in at number two these two women did their thing throughout this match to stay relevant when it came to the women's royal rumble match um we got a little bit of surprises. We got Chelsea Green that came in as fast as she came in. She came right back out. Now, looking back at the women's Royal Rumble match, um, when it came to Chelsea Green, it, it looked like she was a little bit shocked. Like she didn't know whether or not what to do or what to say, um, you know, just because we've seen her throughout the, the independent scenes with GCW and, and her giving those... Um, you know, giving out the finger and, and cursing. You got to die it down now when it comes to that. Um, Lay saying that he gives much respect to those two women. You had to give respect to to Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, especially for for lasting that long um, in a match. And they were what the last two women, the first two women in, last two women out in the uh, in the Royal Rumble. What an impressive showing by these two. Um, Nia Jax returning back. She was number thirty in the women's Royal Rumble match. Um, I really thought that Beth Phoenix was going to be somebody who was going to be in the Royal Rumble match, but uh, obviously she just came out to handle Rhea Ripley when she was trying to attack Edge over on the men's Royal Rumble. Um, 
there was one spot, and we kind of all agreed upon this on Saturday that um was really stupid was when they had Michelle McCool come out as a surprise entrance for the women's Royal Rumble match. Now, um, you've seen um I was I was sitting there and Toe's face was just like, why is she coming into the match? She was standing behind with her kids and she came out, she did her thing with um uh Tamina and that kind of just led to her staying in the match for a little while longer. That obviously just got, you know, she gets eliminated. Um, but a really good impressive showing um was from Raquel Rodriguez. I thought she did really well too. Um, it, it showed her her ability to to last in the ring. Asuka coming back and, and us giving her the kind of look and giving us the new Japan stardom look that we've all known her for. If a lot of us followed um a lot of us that followed Asuka before coming into WWE and before going into NXT and seeing her in Japan and seeing her with this face paint. Um, we we knew the type of actions that she's going to come in. She looked really impressive in the Royal Rumble as well. Um, what are going to be the working plans for Asuka moving forward after um, the Royal Rumble? It's still up in the air we don't know maybe on tonight on raw we get to see a little bit more i'm sure they're going to put asuka in there for the um the elimination chamber for the women's match as well uh oh man we got some more people in here what's up over on tiktok coming in if you guys are uh checking out me on tiktok right now please jump over to youtube it's hit the link in the bio send you right over to youtube um we're having a lot of fun here there's a lot of people in the comments over here if you guys want to you know chat a little bit more and give your opinions on the royal rumble we're just about to wrap up right now and then we'll move on to uh the next subject here but uh but yeah uh rhea ripley obviously the winner of the women's royal rumble match she's going to go on to either face charlotte flair or bianca belair we don't know who she's going to face right now um, hopefully right now that um, we she makes out she doesn't really need to make a decision right now. But, you know, we, we kind of need something. We, we need an inkling. Do we see the rematch between Bianca and um, Rhea Ripley or do we see another rematch between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair? My hoping is that we get Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Let, you know, let's face it. When. Ripley took on Flair in the pandemic match of WrestleMania. It wasn't the best. She didn't get the pop that she deserves, especially Ripley going in and being so dominant. Even back then, she was dominant, you know, and it just continued on now that she's just being even more dominant in the women's division. So I'm really hoping that we can get Charlotte versus Ripley. Imagine that pop at WrestleMania when Ripley becomes champion. But then if she becomes SmackDown champion, do we take Judgment Day and bring them over to SmackDown? Or do we just dismantle Judgment Day after you have Ray take on Dominic and Ripley take on Charlotte at WrestleMania? My personal opinion, we just get rid of New Day. Um, New Day. We just get rid of Judgment Day and let everyone just move on. Maybe have Damian Priest and Finn Balor become a tag team. They've been doing pretty well as of late as a team. I can see them still doing something together. 
But uh, but that is it. That was everything from Royal Rumble. Um, an impressive showing, I don't think. There was one thing, you know, jumping back to the men's Royal Rumble, a couple of highlights that I was sitting there um, uh, thinking about when it was Montez Ford. If you go back, when Montez Ford got eliminated for the men's Royal Rumble match, it was kind of fucked up because he got eliminated in front of his in-laws. Go back and watch that again. When Montez Ford goes and gets flipped over the top rope and he lands and he hits his back on the barricade, Bianca Belair's mom and dad are just looking at him. And Montez Ford goes and says, you eliminated me in front of my people. I found that very funny. That was that was real. That was a, a, a good um, humor here. I'm going to go into the comments a little bit. Um, Pro goes and says, oh, we do just get rid of the New Day thing. No, I'm, we're not going to get rid of the New Day. The New Day, it's one, one of the best tag teams in WWE history. Uh, Johnny goes and says, Kenny, Bianca Belair needs to lose the title. She, she's more for the kids than us. I mean, that is true. Bianca Belair has been doing some amazing work, um, but she's been a great champion. You know, you you put her up against these people over and over again, and she's been knocking them down time in and time again. And, you know, she's only continued to get better as the months go on. Um, I want to see what's going to happen now at the Elimination Chamber. Are they going to make her put that title on the line, or are we just going to get a number one contenders match and maybe have Charlotte versus Bianca in a one-on-one match? We could possibly see that, too. Uh, she is a great role model. Lay Lay says she's a great role model. Obviously, she is um, Bianca Belair and Montez Ford on some, you know, outside of the wrestling news. Um, we'll have a show on Hulu. I think that's going to be premiering soon. I'll get that date out for you guys as soon as I get it. You know, you guys will get it. Um, on to some other outside of the ring news. Hopefully, we'll get some graphics up for that so I can, like, flash it and we can do things, like I said, you know, Baby steps. We're getting there, ladies and gentlemen. We, we're getting the views up. We got a you know a good solid 10 views up here right now. Continue hitting that, that like button. Hit that notification. I can't stress this enough. I'm going to continue saying this and repeating myself like a broken record. Um, there was some news of Hulk Hogan that um, was a little, you know, w- w- was sad. You know, I know some people will probably not really care. Um, and others will probably put their feelings to the side and say to yourself, like, you know, Man, that's kind of messed up. But in other outside of the ring news that was reported by Kurt Angle on the Kurt Angle podcast that um, Hulk Hogan can't feel his legs. Now, obviously, me seeing Hulk Hogan walk out over on Raw 30 last week, but um, there was um, reports that he has to walk around with a cane. Now, Hulk Hogan did report that he went in for back surgery. Now, what they did for the back surgery was that they cut the nerves so in your spine, you when you come here, you have the the nerve endings that would connect to other parts of your the back of your legs and obviously like your thighs and stuff like that. So the doctors went in and cut the nerves that connect to the bottom part of Hogan's legs. Now, so now Hogan can't feel any pain from the lower part down, but at the same time, if something was to happen, like say he gets stabbed or he cuts his leg or he stumps his toe, he wouldn't be able to feel that because all the nerves in that section are pretty much cut off from the other top part 
of his body. E, thanks for the subscription. Just seeing you subscribe to the channel. Thanks a lot. Don't forget that notification bell. That will tell you every single time your boy goes live. But back to the Hogan talk, which is really sad because you think about it and you sit there and like, man, you know, Hogan put his body on the line so many years. And I think, you know, Toe just said it too. Um, Hogan destroyed his body for us all from that leg drop. And and that was so like we've made so many um, jokes about that, like Hogan only winning with a leg drop. Right. But look at the damage that caused this guy from doing all those leg drops all these years going in uh, throughout his career. Dad316 is in the house from TikTok. What is going on? Got to subscribe to the channel over there on YouTube as well. Thank you for dropping in. Um, but, man, it's sad news to hear about Hulk Hogan. I know I give Hogan a lot of shit. Throughout this, you know, throughout the time because of, you know, obviously um, stuff that he does, you know, he's done outside of the ring. But inside of the ring, he gave us so many classic matches. So I hate to see one of our legends um, be, you know, just, you know, be in that state. You know what I mean? So all the hopes and prayers for Hogan and, um, you know, hopefully they find something that can maybe relieve him from wearing the cane and we don't get any tragic news saying like, you know, Hogan's in a wheelchair. I've seen other, you know, um, legends go in and just be forced in a wheelchair, you know, from all the stuff that they have done throughout the years in the past when they were moving around and, and, you know, and being young, um, 55 minutes in. Wow. Oh, that's right. So yeah, that is also some some stuff too from um, outside of the ring news. I was just about to bring that up. Um, if you guys haven't checked out the uh, Jay Briscoe um, funeral that was um, over the weekend, I suggest you watch it. Uh, anyone who watches this, you're going to cry. Um, you're gonna laugh. I think his brother when he did the eulogy for Jay for Jay Briscoe, it was. Um, it was very heartwarming. Uh, so many, you know, like his family um, just sharing good memories. And another person from the Briscoes telling amazing stories. I posted it on, uh, I believe I posted it on, on Instagram as well when he was talking about different things about his brother and stuff like that. But um, we're still a lot of people in the IWC community still feeling the loss of Jay Briscoe. Um, sad, sad you know, to, to have somebody, you know, go out so young and the way the timeline throughout the weeks, you know, you know, throughout these last two weeks went on, but definitely check that out. I was, you know, uh, happy we got to share this moment, especially because they, I guess the family knew a lot of people in the IWC community wanted to show their respects to the Briscoes. So, um, definitely something that, um, you know, if, if you have the time, just, you know, take a look at it. By all means, I'm just fair warning you now. Um, you will shed a tear. You will laugh a lot. But it's definitely a great, great um, um, video to watch. Um, I think that's it. Uh, I didn't watch the funeral. I, I did watch it. So Johnny says he did watch the funeral. He cried. Uh, Johnny, uh, Dad316 making his rounds. Making the rounds, talking to everybody here. By all means, follow that 316 over on TikTok. He is a great follow, great content creator. Um, 
fine tune wrestling, right? We uh we we do great work over there as well. I've been working with those guys um back and forth, but uh definitely, definitely go follow that 316 over on TikTok. Um I guess that's it. We don't have anything else to talk about. Um tune in tonight. I'll be back on live tonight again at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, depending on the time zone that you're in. We're going to be doing Monday Night Raw. We're going to be talking more about the Royal Rumble, talking about updates from the Royal Rumble, whatever updates come out throughout the day. Obviously, we're going to talk about it tonight. Trivia is going to be at 8.25. Now, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? The prizes for trivia are back we're going to be unveiling a lot of the different prizes that are going to be announced um, for trivia. Promo Wars comes back tonight as um, Johnny will go into week number three, defending his title. He's been doing great. He's been doing great. But who's going to step up tonight to try and take out Johnny? He's going to have to wait and see. Guys, don't forget to follow us on all social medias, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. You can find us over on the Knuckleheads Network. You can also find me on Conversations with Kenny on TikTok and on here on YouTube as well. We go live every single day starting at 9 o'clock. Mondays, we start at 7.30. Tuesdays, we start at 9. Wednesdays, we start at 9. Thursdays and Fridays, we start at 9 o'clock. Don't forget, in my opinion, on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Dynamite at 8 o'clock with the Pro Show. Don't forget to follow the guys over on Dumb Marks Podcast. Saturdays at 11 a.m., right? 11 a.m.? Yes, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check those guys over. Don't forget to look, don't forget to follow um, Dad316. He goes live almost every single day on TikTok at 9 a.m. Is it 9 a.m. or is it no, it's 11 a.m.? Sorry, I gotta I gotta get a whole list of all the shout outs that I do here for everyone, right? And then Pro goes back on again on Fridays. He does Monday, he does SmackDown and AEW Rampage. That starts at not at eight o'clock. Guys, thank you for tuning in. I'll see you guys on Wednesday at two o'clock. Until then, be safe and continue enjoying your wrestling days. I'm out. <laughs>